Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since I have started this podcast, I have told many stories of children, men, and women who have been victims of violent crimes. Many of their cases were underreported, ignored, or poorly investigated, leading to prematurely closed cases and often unsolved cases. So today's episode is full of case updates. I'll be filling you in about the unsolved cases that have been either reopened or are still in the trial process. I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. These are the case updates on Kendrick Johnson, Antonio and Don Armstrong, and Unique Harris. Last year, in Season 1, I covered the suspicious death of 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson, who was found upside down in a wrestling mat in the Lowndes High School Gymnasium in Valdosta, Georgia, in 2013. His story can be found in Episode 7. I recommend listening to this episode if you haven't already. There were numerous circumstances in this case that were suspicious and odd, leading Kendrick's parents and much of the true crime community to believe that Kendrick's premature death was due to foul play. To put it plainly, his parents believe that Kendrick was the victim of a murder. However, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation came to the conclusion that Kendrick's death was an accident. The initial investigation concluded that Kendrick accidentally slipped into the center of the mat while reaching for a shoe and got stuck. The autopsy conducted by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation at the time determined the cause of Kendrick's death was accidental positional asphyxia. However, this was in conflict with another autopsy, conducted by a pathologist who was hired by the Johnson family, which determined that the cause of death was unexplained, apparent non-accidental, blunt force trauma to the neck. But on March 10, 2021, CNN confirmed that Kendrick Johnson's case would be reopened, according to the Lowndes County Sheriff, Ashley Polk. Sheriff Polk, like many others, was confused by this case and was not entirely convinced that Kendrick's death was unequivocally an accident. In a statement to the public, Sheriff Polk said, quote, If there's questions, and they're legitimate, I'd need to know the answers myself. The only way I'm going to know is to look at the evidence myself. End quote. If you remember from my first case update for Kendrick Johnson, in 2017, Sheriff Polk came out of retirement, and in April 2019, he requested all information collected from the federal investigation be released to his department. But federal investigators declined the request in July 2019, 
after Polk wrote in a letter to the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia saying, quote, It is vitally important that we have access to any information on the case of K.J. Johnson that any federal agency has not previously released, end quote. Eventually, in November of 2020, after Kendrick's parents visited Polk with federal investigators, the request was granted, and Sheriff Polk's office received 17 boxes of written and electronic evidence from the federal investigation and got to work. For this reopened investigation, Polk said that some of the original investigators would be used along with some new investigators. He also said they expected to take up to six months. And so, six months have come and gone, and you're wondering whatever happened to the reinvestigation into Kendrick Johnson's mysterious death. Well, Sheriff Pock spent 15 months reading pages and pages of the Kendrick Johnson file, but he concluded that they did not, quote, show any criminal action whatsoever, end quote. Pock is convinced that Kendrick's death was a, quote-unquote, weird accident. He told the media there is nothing to substantiate a homicide. But Kendrick's family disagrees again. Kendrick's father, Kenneth, said in an interview with CNN, quote, we have not had faith in Lowndes County. We knew what the outcome would be from the very beginning. You can't do an investigation with the same investigators who covered it up. They're not going to uncover something that they covered up, end quote. But in the sheriff's report on the case, he wrote, quote, I am quite sure that there will still be a contingent that will believe that there was foul play. I encourage everyone to study all the evidence in this file before forming an opinion, end quote. And so, just like that, the new investigation into Kendrick's death, the investigation that made people, especially Kendrick's parents, hopeful for clear, trustworthy answers from Lowndes County, is closed. His death is still determined an accident, and his parents still aren't buying it. His parents have stated that they plan to uncover new evidence in their son's case, but they weren't specific about how they plan on doing this or what type of evidence they hope to find. In front of the Sheriff's Department in January 2022, the Johnson family addressed the public after receiving the new report on the case. Kenneth Johnson said, quote, Do not believe anything that the sheriff's department tells you. I will fight as long as I have to to uncover what happened to Kendrick Johnson. End quote. In the summer of 2016, a husband and wife were killed inside of their own homes in Houston, Texas. Dawn and Antonia Armstrong were happily married with three children when their idyllic life fell apart on July 29, 2016, when Dawn and Antonia Armstrong were found dead in their own beds. I covered their case in two parts in season one. I recommend listening to their stories in episodes 15 and 16 if you haven't already. The Houston Police Department quickly determined that they believed Antonio Sr., and Don's son, A.J., killed his parents. However, A.J. refuted this, claiming he wouldn't hurt his parents. The trial for this case was exhaustive, with numerous testimonies and evidence addressed in court. After deliberations, eight jurors believed A.J. was guilty, but four jurors voted not guilty. As a result, the trial was deemed a mistrial, but his mistrial did not mean he was free. He was released on bond, and he had to wear an ankle monitor. Around July 2018, AJ's defense attorney filed motions that his case could be dismissed because of several violations by the district attorney's office. According to reporting by ABC 13, the defense claimed the DA's office failed to turn over audio recordings and 50,000 pages of phone records alleging Antonio Sr. was involved in a prostitution ring 
and received death threats before the murders. Allegedly, Antonio Sr. changed his life insurance policy as a result of these death threats. The retrial for AJ was originally set to begin on January 6, 2020, but it was pushed back to March 27, 2020 because of some pretrial hearing mishaps. AJ's defense argued in a pretrial hearing that the text messages originally included in the first trial should not be allowed into evidence this time around. His team argued that because prosecutors lost AJ's iPhone at the end of his first trial, all records extracted from the phone should now be suppressed. AJ's defense attorney, Rick DeToto, argued that, quote, the prosecution has known for six or seven months that 22 pieces of evidence went missing in a case, thrown out, gone, and they didn't bother to tell us until the Friday before trial, end quote. Because of the pandemic, AJ's trial had to be postponed but that hasn't stopped AJ from living his life. In 2020, AJ and his girlfriend Katie Ober had a baby boy. At 21 years old, AJ had become a father while also preparing to face his double capital murder retrial in January 2022. For the past couple years after the first trial, AJ lived with his grandmother while out on bond. At the time, AJ's attorney would not give specifics about their strategy for the retrial, but he did mention that they gathered new evidence for the alternative perpetrator theory they established in the initial trial. If you remember, in the first trial, the defense offered evidence that suggested AJ's brother, Josh Armstrong, who was Don's biological son, was present at the time of his parents' murders. In this pretrial hearing for the retrial, there was also discussion of 22 pieces of evidence that had been lost after the first trial. In 2020, a spokesperson with the Harris County District Attorney's Office told the media that the lost evidence was in a bag mistaken for trash. These items that were supposedly lost include AJ Armstrong's cell phone, shell casings, and DNA swabs along with other items. However, the judge denied a defense request to hear about the lost evidence. The defense also argued text messages from AJ's phone should not be allowed in retrial because the phone is gone. If you remember, the text messages were used to paint AJ as a bad kid by the prosecution and these messages were kind of a big deal in the first trial. The judge for this retrial allowed the defense to introduce evidence for the alternate perpetrator theory. This means the defense is allowed to introduce evidence during the retrial that supports their claim that AJ is innocent, and it will allow the defense to introduce their claims during the opening arguments. AJ's defense team said they plan to argue the alternate perpetrator is Joshua Armstrong, AJ's older brother, who lived near his parents' home in southwest Houston. However, what's expected to be different during the retrial is evidence that the defense argues implicates Joshua Armstrong in his parents' murders. His retrial was set to begin on January 4, 2022. As of now, I cannot find any new information about the retrial, if it happened as scheduled or if it has been pushed back. Personally, I was very much on the fence with this case when I first researched it, and with the retrial including new evidence that could implicate his brother Joshua, I feel that I would be even more on the fence if that is even possible, but we will have to wait and see what this new evidence is and how it implicates an alternate perpetrator. In Southeast Washington, D.C., on October 8th, 2010, a young mother went missing in the middle of the night from her home. 
The circumstances of Unique Harris's disappearance were bizarre and terrifying. For more details about her case, you should listen to episode 10 from season 1. As a reminder, Unique's grandfather, Richard, went to check out Unique's apartment after her family became concerned that Unique wasn't in her home when her children awoke. Richard found Unique's purse hanging on the dining room chair. Not to mention when Richard looked through the apartment one last time, he noticed that Unique's eyeglasses were folded and resting on top of a pillow on the bed. This was startling for Unique's family because they were positive that Unique wouldn't have gone anywhere without her purse or her eyeglasses because Unique had terrible eyesight. Quickly, Unique's case was moved from a missing persons report and assigned to a criminal unit headed by Joel Maupin of the District 7th Precinct. Seven years after her disappearance, investigators discover something that cracked the case wide open. A 43-year-old man named Isaac Moy had been interviewed by local authorities numerous times during the investigation, and the GPS monitor that he had been wearing at the time confirmed he was at Unique's apartment complex the night she went missing. In 2018, D.C. Superior Court granted a petition for presumption of death of Unique Harris, and the death certificate was issued but Unique's body still was not found. And three years later, in 2020, a witness came forward that incriminated Isaac Moy in the disappearance of Unique Harris. In 2020, a witness in custody told investigators that Isaac Moy had mentioned a missing girl to him, but allegedly said, quote, that they will never get him because he did it the right way, so they will never figure it out, end quote. This was basically a murder confession. According to the Metropolitan Police Department, Members of the Capital Area Regional Fugitive Task Force arrested Isaac Moy in December of 2020 for second-degree murder of Unique Harris while armed. My episode on this case left off with the arrest of Unique's killer. However, over a year has passed since his arrest, and some progress has been made in bringing her killer to justice. On Thursday, October 28, 2021, 44-year-old Isaac Moy was indicted on one count of second-degree murder. The Department of Justice released a statement regarding Moy's indictment, stating, quote, According to the indictment and related court documents, Moy was an acquaintance of the victim, and his GPS device placed him in her home overnight on the night she went missing, contrary to his assertions that he had never spent the night at the residence. Although he has vacillated between admitting and denying any sexual contact between them, according to the government's evidence, the defendant's semen was identified on furniture which had been mutilated, arguably in an attempt to remove evidence of his presence in Miss Harris's apartment. Moy was arrested and charged with the murder on December 19, 2020. He has been in custody ever since. An indictment is merely an allegation, and all defendants are presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond reasonable doubt in a court of law. If convicted, Moy faces a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and five years of supervised release. Even though Isaac Moy has been indicted for Unique's murder, her body has still yet to be found. As of now, the start date for his trial is May 22, 2023. Apparently, this was the earliest date that both the prosecution and the defense could meet given their schedules. Moy's attorney tried to motion for the release of Isaac Moy, citing bad jail conditions for his client, but the judge did not yet decide if Moy would be released, saying he would need to review the motion further before deciding. Meanwhile, the prosecution is expected to have DNA results by February 16, 2022, and a status hearing to discuss these results was set for March 9, 2022. I hope for Unique's children 
and other family members that this case sheds light on where her body could possibly be located, and I hope it brings long awaited justice for Unique. Today's episode was the final episode before I take a brief break. Researching, writing, and recording the first half of season two has been challenging and interesting. At times, it was even rewarding, but also depressing. The stories I tell on this podcast are often sad and tragic and demoralizing. And they are all these things mostly because they are true stories. They happen to everyday people. And it's a constant reminder that there is darkness in our world. So I am taking a mental health break. But I will be back in September to finish out season two and to tell these forgotten and lost stories. Stay safe, take care of yourself, and look out for one another. See you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 